This is the message from Connection Community Church for Ash Wednesday, February 18th, 2015. Blessed when you're at the end of your rope. Given by Turner Jones. Shortly after Jesus began his ministry and called his first disciples, he delivered one of the most famous sermons in all of history. It's one of the longest recorded teachings of Jesus, and it provides us with some of his most well-known thoughts. The opening section of the Sermon on the Mount informs us who is blessed by God on this earth and in heaven. This list outlines who we can become and thrive as in Jesus Christ. This list is called the Beatitudes. My name is Turner Jones, and I am greatly blessed to be here tonight and share with you. Pray with me, please. Dear God, we come to you on this night to just concentrate our hearts on you, your son, the sacrifice that was made. God, help us to open our hearts tonight and just allow your spirit to pour into us and really listen for your voice. It's in your son's holy name we pray. Amen. Tonight's service is the beginning of two really awesome things happening here at Connection Community Church. Tonight, we kick off our series on the Beatitudes, simply called You're Blessed, as we draw from the traditional list Jesus gave through the lens of Eugene Peterson's paraphrase of Scripture, The Message. The Beatitudes are a list of eight blessings that Jesus taught. This list doesn't instruct our actions, but our hearts. It also informs us that the promised paradise is not of this world, but of the next. Tonight, though, our beatitude will focus on Jesus' words of peace during our earthly trials and tribulations. The other big kickoff is that Ash Wednesday is the first day in what we like to call Lent in the church. Chances are you're familiar with Lent. You mean that thing where people give up chocolate, trashy TV, or cussing? (laughs) Yes, that is exactly what we're talking about. Well, kind of, we'll get to it though. Lent is the period of 40 days between tonight and Easter Sunday, not including the Sundays. This time is set up in the church calendar as a season for us to prepare our hearts for what we celebrate through Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and finally Easter Sunday. Though we know that the season ends with Jesus' resurrection and triumph, this preparation of our hearts goes much deeper than our unfair get-out-of-jail-free card. Easter doesn't happen without Good Friday. Good Friday, when Jesus was crucified and died, doesn't happen without our sins needing to be punished. The punishment for our sin is death. Our death. We won't be walking on this earth forever. We are mortal beings, unlike God. We're all sinners, sinners who are in need of a Savior in Jesus Christ. That's what we realize during this season. 
To grow closer to God and really focus our hearts during Lent, we use spiritual disciplines like meditation on scripture, predetermined times of prayer daily, or even self-denial or fasting. Fasting is when we eliminate something from our everyday life to create a craving that we would replace with a time of prayer or meditation, listening and asking God for discernment in our lives. As I joked before, this is the season when you hear about what everybody has given up. But let's think about this. What would happen in our everyday lives if instead of thinking about what we gave up or are yearning for, we thought about what satisfies deeper than anything of this world? What would happen if instead of saying what we are giving up, we talk about what we're taking on? what we're taking on during Lent. At the turn of the new year, I realized that I wasn't quite where I wanted to be with God. I mean, we should always be striving to get closer to Him, but at the time, I just knew something needed to change in my everyday routine. I decided that my New Year's resolution would be to keep a journal from then on every day. In that journal, I do a couple things. First, I'll write about my day. Anything that happened, anything I was feeling, anything that's making me anxious. Honestly, the last week, the last sentence has been about tonight. <laughs> and then after I'm done with that, I'll write something that I'm thankful for that day, trying not to repeat any that I've done before. And then finally, after I'm done with that, I'll grab my Bible, say a little prayer, just asking God to concentrate my heart and let me really find what he's trying to tell me. And then I'll just go through a single chapter where I left off before and take notes wherever something jumps out at me or something I don't understand or something I want to look up later. And when I'm done, I close both of them I thank God for the time that I've had to be in his presence. I thank him for his word and the fact that I have the opportunity to read it. And that's it. Simple routine. I feel like the glorious burden of journaling daily far surpasses the idea of not drinking soda or not drinking this or not eating this or that or whatever it is. I say burden because, well... <laughs> I don't really always feel like spending any more time in the day not sleeping. <laughs> so, so sometimes, yeah, it's a burden. But after a while of doing something every day, you start to feel burdened by unrest at the thought of not taking that personal time with God every day. By not concentrating your heart and seeing what the Father's trying to tell you. That's how I feel. If I, if I try to go to bed without doing my journal, it's, I can't sleep, so I have to do the journal. So instead of focusing more on the self-denial aspect of Lent, pray deeply that God will show you what he wants to do in your heart with the time that you use to meditate on his word or even just spend a couple minutes quietly 
in his holy presence. What will that look like for you? Maybe you could wake up a few minutes earlier, grab your coffee, and take some time to read a devotional each morning. Maybe as you sit down to eat, you skip the God is great, God is good, and you really take a minute and thank God for the blessing that we have food that can sustain us. Maybe it looks like memorizing a new scripture verse each week, committing his word to your heart so that you can use it daily as you're trying to live it out and share his word. There are many, many ways that each of us can connect more deeply with God during this time. So again, I ask you, what's it going to be for you? You see, the more we can remove ourselves from the distractions of this world, the closer we get to the heart of our Lord. This world will put anything in our way as we pursue our Father. We even do it to ourselves. We are very, very selfish. Our own thoughts and actions prove that we have put everything possible before God in order to benefit ourselves. Every time we sin, we're saying that we love something of this world more than we love God and what he's done for us. We're very selfish. So we just got to get out of our own way and allow him to take over our hearts. Eugene Peterson's interpretation of the first of the Beatitudes goes like this. You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more of God and his rule. The second part of this thought is what the time of Lent is all about. With less of you, less of me, less of us, there's more of God and his rule. How do we get to the point of less us and more him? We stop worrying about what we're doing and focus more on what he's already done. Get out of your own way. If you mess up, don't spend time wallowing in the sorrow that you messed up. Jesus already paid for it. So repent and turn towards his loving grace. Sometimes, though, it really takes a lot for us to realize that. Now, let's, let's look back at the first part. You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. Sometimes we get to the end of our rope. This looks like a number of things in our lives. People find God in some of the roughest situations imaginable, even beyond our imaginations. Circumstance can put us in a really tough position and take us to the end of our rope. Sometimes we have absolutely no control over what happens in our lives, but just have to hold on to the end of that rope and trust that he's going to pull us up. On the other hand, many times, most of the time, actually, 
We find ourselves at the end of our rope by our own choices, our own mistakes. There's a video series called I Am Second that chronicles the stories of many people and their journey that brought them to Christ. One of my favorites is uh, from the Christian rapper Lecrae, and he was in with a really bad crowd and involved in some really bad things, and because of some of his choices, ended up in a car accident that should have ended his life. But he walked away unhurt. It was then that he looked to God and realized his grace and his power. Another famous musician found God when the only things he was living for was the high that he would get from the drugs he was addicted to. An example that we even just talked about last week here at church is Jonah. His choices landed him in what we called the pit, the belly of a fish. We reflected on how it's funny that many times it takes us getting to our lowest point getting to our personal pit to actually talk to and more importantly listen to what God is trying to say. It's in the pit that God can finally get our full attention. Sometimes we have to get there to our lowest point, to our own personal pit to really realize God's love and grace in our lives. About a year ago, I had just begun talking through the process of going into ministry with the United Methodist Church when I had one of these low points. Satan works really hard on a person when they finally open up their heart to what God wants. And if you give the conniver an inch of doubt, he'll take a mile in your heart. Just as I was really settling into the idea of being a pastor, I plummeted into a depression. The peak of this depression came to me one day as I was alone in my apartment. I looked in the mirror and saw nothing. I was an empty shell, hollow. This wasn't how it was supposed to be, I thought, and even said. I'm finally accepting what God has planned. What happened? But as I splashed my face to try and shake it off and looked up again, nothing. An empty young man looking back at me. I'd reached the end of my rope. I was terrified. I let Satan get into my heart and convince me that there was something wrong or just allow my heart to become doubtful of God's promises in my life. So at that point, I did the only thing I knew to do. I rushed home and sat down with my parents, our pastors. From there, my heart strengthened and grew closer to that of God. Not without bumps or bruises here and there, but that experience began a healing process that brought me to the closest I've ever been with the Lord. 
that all came out of reaching the end of my rope. Only there did I realize, do we realize, the blessing we have in the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And sometimes we barely even recognize the blessing at the time. And this blessing shows up in a number of ways. Maybe a friend reaches out to fill in a need that you had. Maybe your small group or your support system just covers you in prayer. But the biggest blessing, of course, is the ultimate grace we receive through the blood of our Lord and Savior, through Jesus Christ, that covers our sin. That grace is something we all need because we've all fallen short of God's standard. Perfection. The wages of sin is death. Our death. And the death we deserve isn't a bodily death, but eternal separation from God. We're still all going to die someday, like, to our bodies. We're all going to leave this world behind. Even this world is a temporary thing. And this is where Jesus' sacrifice comes in. While our sin should lead to our eternal suffering... God gave us the amazing gift of Jesus Christ to take the punishment for us. It was on the cross that all the sins of the world were placed on one man. One perfect man who died for you and for me. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.